Hi, I'm Kyle Quayle, and I'm a podcaster, a privileged white heterosexual male, a brother, a son, a friend, and a lover. And I'm Jamie Quayle, a therapist, sister to this privileged white heterosexual male, and I am also known as a loving friend, partner, daughter, and dog mom. And And this this is is Love Love on on the the Brain. Bachelor Nation and to any mentally healthy people out there listening to this show and welcome to the episode four of Love on the Brain, the show about love, relationships, and psychology mixed into the ice cream sundae dessert of drama known as The Bachelor. Let's get right into it. Do you recall, Jamie, the first time that you were, let's say, in love or had a crush as a young girl? Uh, Are you comfortable with talking about that? Yeah, I think think they're different. So I think my crushes were more infatuation based like somebody i thought it was cute i mean we brought up the phillips family a couple of weeks back you probably remember i had a big crush on justin phillips justin phillips but yeah. i remember it being because i thought he was cute and like no other reason right you know and like the biggest thing that would happen is like maybe i'd write his initials like on a piece of paper or something like that but i even had like quote unquote boyfriend how old was that when you were with when you were <sighs> thinking about like- justin five six seven. Oh, really I think okay young, or maybe seven or eight yeah but then i remember i uh, had my first peak in fourth grade and all like I, lots of boys liked me i liked lots of boys and i remember dating like we would be dating but we wouldn't talk you know it would just be like right i like you oh he likes me back right kind of thing dude we always had who do you like yeah and you always had you to like. have an answer exactly and i do remember at one point thinking Waking up kind of philosophically being like, do I like this person? Is this just because this is what I say? Right. Having that in around fifth or sixth grade. Do I like Corey Black? Like, is that what's going on here? I'm going to do some name dropping. Yeah. I know. Me too. I'm like, I don't want to name drop. But I like, have, are uh, they going to listen to this? Uh, we got, know. we have, you know, listeners are rising <laughs> as weeks go on. So you never know. I have clear memories of kindergarten. Noel, okay. Noel Aguilar. Mm. Beautiful name, right? My yeah. memory is quick. It's me with something in my hand in the kitchen the old kitchen before our addition. Mm -hmm. And it could have been a drawing. I'm not sure what else it could have been. You can't write in kindergarten, right? There's no, I wasn't like, you you can, but you don't, can you read? Could I read in kindergarten? I was a quick reader. It depends. Yeah. Well, either way, I think it was a drawing. And I remember having sort of a moment where I said, fuck it and threw the paper and stormed off to my room. I this is a clear memory I have. And I like jumped into my bed, burying my face into my pillow and mom coming quickly in and saying, and this, I can hear her voice saying it right now. She says, Kyle, it's called a crush. And me going, ah, just like, ah. And then just typically avoided talking about it for the next probably 18 years yeah. about, with anything about Mom that. Mom always got on you on Yeah, I wonder if that had girls. to. Mom teased us a bunch. And yeah. it, it did some good things and some weird things to me. Yeah. The, good things were that, <laughs> the good things were that I have really thick skin. Yeah. Now and I only care like if you if I don't know who you are and you make fun of me it doesn't mean anything to me you have mm-hmm. to be really close for it to for it to count but it also made me not share my romantic feelings towards right. women in high school oh, and middle okay. school I think because like a little too embarrassed yeah just because I didn't want to talk about it and that get teased by it and yeah. even though it was such like a loving tease it's like oh Kyle's got a girlfriend yeah, but you can see sometimes I see it they do it to. Uh, Uncle Michael do it to our cousin Jackson. Yeah. And I see a similar pattern okay. where he doesn't want to talk about <laughs> women at this age right, right now. I've always been a hopeless romantic, honestly. I guess our parents were very affectionate with each other. Yeah, I was thinking about that too because when I got older, 
I went through a period, I think you can remember, like fifth grade to probably sophomore year that was not pretty in terms of puberty. You were more the athlete. More the athlete. Like I just, I came into this womanly body very early and did not know what to do with it and stopped getting any kind of like male attention. And I noticed what I would do, like part of this hopeless romantic thing is I would I read so many young adult novels mm. like Twilight and Sarah Dessen books, which are all about a girl who goes unnoticed, finally getting noticed right. like by a boy. Oh, there's so many. And then I used to write my own oh, novels short stories yeah. about my big crush in high school. Okay. And I think that was a way for me to supplement the attention I wasn't getting, which Probably. I love that about young Jamie. Yeah, that's like, pretty fascinating. Using it's my creative. creativity to give me what I perceive I don't have. Mm -hmm. So that was really cool. That is cool. I. My first girlfriend, Alyssa Sutherland. <laughs> New dropping. <laughs> Alyssa Sutherland sounds like a first love in a novel. Yeah, I think that's the true. name or something. That but is a good name. She had everything at the time. Best female athlete, big eyes, most of her teeth. It was like, but it was similar to you. It was all like AIM or AOL instant yep. messaging. I think oh we gosh. spoke probably three times yeah. in our nine month relationship. Oh. But I do remember it being most of what I thought about during that day. And, oh, and it's it, like... I think I even mentioned this maybe an episode or two ago where I'd fall asleep wondering what I would say to Matt James. I would have myself fall asleep to that idea of like a boy noticing me and what that's right. like. Like it really was something I felt like I wasn't getting and I dreamed about. It's crazy how young you are when you start to fantasize about that. I was very yeah. young. Like I said, kindergarten. And then I don't know if it's like that for most people. It's developmentally appropriate. So now sure. you are like, since you are covering children yeah. or helping children have they ever brought up like some kind of instance where they're in love or a girlfriend or a boyfriend at school what's interesting is i've had a lot of clients ask me if i have a boyfriend and it's usually my boy clients mm -hmm. and so i always wonder like you know i've had a crush on like people that would come out like um older boys or yeah, i think of I, course. Had, I think mom and dad would talk about it, a crush on our second cousins remember josh chris <laughs> yeah well, they, they were cool too they were funny and, and that's cute. I, like would have a crush on them and so i always wonder about that but well i proposed to my aunt yeah <laughs> <laughs> there you go you know their the... love knows no bounds yeah okay. well not the blood aunt not that that oh. would have made it much better <laughs> but yeah that's just funny how kids get but to no, that yeah i don't i haven't had any kids talk about crushes or anything my teen client yeah, definitely well, starting to talk about relationships i think that's more natural like 12 or 13 you start to really when your hormones start going yep. maybe yeah but that's a scary time compared to elementary where it's all kind of just nice and you don't really know what everything means and it's just like okay you forget it like yeah. five minutes later whereas like teenage years it's just like i said this thing well i did so i did important. have my first heartbreak after mm -hmm. Alyssa. And that was like a legitimate thing where I didn't, you know, it's like, I didn't really know what I was getting into. I remember she called the house phone. And if we listen to this podcast in 40 years or so, it's going to sound like we grew up in such an antiquated time, <laughs> yeah. but I guess it already does. But anyway, Alyssa called the house phone and I picked up and she said, Hey, so I think I like your friend Jared instead. I'm going to start dating him. And this is in sixth grade. And I just remember getting that sinking gut feeling that we all know and love so much. And remember going to soccer practice and just being like, Ugh. fuck soccer. I just can't. <laughs> I can't. I just have this giant yeah. stomach ache. And now we know, and let's get into this. It's akin to dropping a drug habit in a way. Mm. Because so love releases, what it's called is oxytocin. And so think of being in love as taking a pill of oxytocin every day. 
And when that get, gets cut off, you're like a junkie looking for its next fix. Mm -hmm. And here's some facts about oxytocin. Ooh. I've always been pretty fascinated by it. All right, so oxytocin is a hormone and a neurotransmitter that's involved in childbirth and breastfeeding. Mm -hmm. It's also associated with empathy, trust, sexual activity, and relationship building. So I've always heard when you are giving eye contact to a baby, especially a mother and her baby, or to a dog even, that oxytocin is being released huh. in both parties. I didn't know about the dog. I'm not sure. I'll fact check that. I'm not 100% sure. I thought I'm just... staring with Darcy. Yeah, exactly. I have to, I like to, I want to think she, she feels it too. Yeah, well, we call that like attunement, right? And how important that's essential for babies. It's like the number one need is attunement other than, you know, basic survival needs. Water. Water. I, I have to say water every water. episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, attunement, that's the eye contact, like making a sound back that the baby's making, like all of that is doing that oxytocin. That's why a lot of moms, not all moms, like feel that big rush when they get skin to skin to baby. I'm sure. It's uh, it's sometimes referred to as the love hormone. You might've heard about it mm -hmm. because levels of oxytocin increase during hugging and yeah. orgasm, obviously. It may also have benefits as a treatment for a number of conditions I found interesting, mm -hmm. which is depression, anxiety, intestinal problems as well. It's been shown to help with. I wonder because I was having some bad anxiety and like you ever have like just heart palpitations at night? They're just boom, boom, boom. Your heart's just freaking out. And I couldn't sleep. And I remembered this tip that when you hug yourself, where your arm lands on your um, like lats is your vagus nerve. Oh, okay. And your vagus nerve helps to calm down your sympathetic nervous system. Yeah. And I tap it and like gave myself a hug. I wonder, can you release oxytocin yeah, through I yourself? Because I was tapping and like it, i immediately fell asleep yeah and calmed down yeah what happens like what happens relief. in the vagus nerve stays in the vagus nerve. <laughs> but but no that's that's interesting i i would i would venture to guess that you probably can but not to the level of another person's electricity and energy and yeah time. and i'm also curious about this idea of oxytocin and like these young loves because yeah. i remember like my first i would say legitimate quote-unquote boyfriend breaking up with me through text. Mm -hmm. And from then on, I have not been broken up with. Wow. And I'm wondering, right, if that like first rejection has played a role in how I wanna, how I've wanted to like project myself into relationships and protect myself from getting rejected again. Totally. But it can happen that young. And so I wonder yeah. if it could happen even elementary school, you yeah. know, like prime us for how else I, I mean I imagine so I remember it hurting it. like I just said before yeah. it's like that feeling and it gets easier maybe a little easier ever ever, ever since then probably and I've, I'm sure I've broken a ton of hearts as well so I have <laughs> a little karma out there some other key points about oxytocin is produced in the hypothalamus mm -hmm. females usually have higher levels than males it's uh it has physical and, and psychological effects including influencing social behavior obviously it's prescribed as a drug, actually, for gynecological reasons, which is interesting, helping in childbirth. And research shows that it might even benefit people with autistic spectrum disorder. Really? And IBS, even. Follow. So <laughs> this is what our boy Rick would say is responsible for procreation and is not real, probably, as I am uh, very close to kicking my latest oxytocin habit. I say it's pretty real, but it's fascinating. And one last thing about oxytocin before I move on is that delivering oxytocin through a nasal spray has allowed researchers to observe its effects on behavior. And a research published in Psychopharmacology found that intranasal oxytocin improved self-perception in social Whoa. situations and increased personality traits such as warmth, trust, altruism, and openness. 
And it might help keep men faithful to their partners by <laughs> activating reward centers in the brain. And lastly, researchers published findings in the journal Emotion, suggesting that people saw facial expression of emotions in others more intensely after receiving oxytocin. So it really spray. is like the connection. Yeah. Is it a hormone? Yeah. Neurotransmitter? It, yeah, it's a neurotransmitter. Is that not a hormone no. if it's... I think they're different. It's funny because they called it the love hormone and they called it a neurotransmitter. I think but... you, they can be both. Yeah. Yeah, so it's really based in connection, which, you know, I always have an internal battle with myself when it comes to medical um, findings and my lens as like an emotion-focused therapist. So like my brain sometimes always goes to if you're not feeling connection with your partner, there's something you need to work on with your past or within yourself. But maybe there is this lack of oxytocin. And there is but that way... could be from not working on, like you okay, said, you know you. what I mean? So yeah. you working on the relationship Both. will release more oxytocin. Yeah, okay. yeah. And honestly, yeah. it's like anything else. Like you can't, if you took it all the time, if there was this eventually nasal of where everyone had taken was just a love, there would be problems with that because then yeah. you'd probably have dips. But I wonder if we could give it to like just our world leaders, just strictly oh for empathy. <laughs> what if they just like misted it yeah. into the Oval Office like 24-7 where it was just like. I know. Or there. like in our schools had like a specific like oxytocin break where we just work <laughs> on like building oxytocin. Maybe like small, small levels of it. You know? Eventually they. Not like give out. it to them, but like do things. Yeah. Because like we do things. I I did this in college and continue to do this at my center is um, stare in each other's eyes for a long period of time. Mm -hmm. I did it for a half an hour in one class while somebody read a meditation and it really does like it's an incredible practice i'm sure there's so many things that very vulnerable can probably uh, get a healthy level of those things like different ways of i don't know physiologically that we can do with our bodies some kind of stretching mm -hmm. or meditating that can probably raise levels for all of us naturally yeah and i think a lot of these girls in the bachelor could use some i think so so anyway <laughs> i hope you guys found this topic as interesting as we did so to take you to break i'm gonna play you a little song inspired by this segment and we will be right back with the episode four breakdown of the bachelor the first noel the angels did say how do i deal with these feelings that just won't go away told my mom and she teased kyle it's just a crush i said mom then why does my pee pee feel this rush Noel, Noel, Noel. Born is the queen of kindergarten. Blonde hair and pouty lips, but she's probably fat now. Just kidding, how would I know? Cause I don't follow her on social media. Also, it's okay to be fat, just wanna make that shit clear. We all have our preferences and that's okay too. Noel, Noel, Noel. Born is the queen of Miss Costa's class. 
All right, welcome back, everybody. Okay, episode four. Last we left off, I believe Sexy Sarah dipped out after getting yes. torn apart by the Mean Girls. And it seems as a few of them show little to no remorse, which is a bit yeah. sad. Yeah. And I've been watching a lot of Shit's Creek, and every time I look at Annie, I yeah. just think of Yeah, it looks sad. just like her, man. Annie's uh, mouth movements are so interesting. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, no, I think this first start, not only the remorse in the women or lack thereof, is what I'm really paying attention to is this is Matt's first rejection. Mm. And I think I said from the beginning, what I'm interested to see for him and that I reference is this hero's journey, which is a Joseph Campbell term about, you know, as you can see it in any movie, like think Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, like this is a typical journey where you leave home in search of something new, but encounter challenges and struggles along the way um, only to grow and better yourself and okay. come back a new yeah. person. And for Matt, I really feel like he has this perfectionism. I want to be the best for everyone. I want to do this right. I want to make a good impression. It's hard for me to stay committed and say, I love you. And now he has his first rejection. Mm -hmm. And he's starting to talk about, it's hard when you put everything out there, everything that's wrong with you, which was interesting. And someone realizes that you're not that person. Yeah, because that wouldn't. I don't think that's why Sarah went home. No. Because everything that he put out. But I think what he's talking about is like that that can come up with any kind of rejection. You wonder, is it because I shared this thing? And then that seems common in The Bachelor. It's like people are scared to scare other people away with their vulnerability. Yeah. And in real life, yeah. Which sometimes happens because not everybody can handle it. No. Um, but I'm just starting to see in him what I'm excited for, which is this like overcoming. I mean, he had rejection and abandonment issues you know, dad leaving mm -hmm. and all of that stuff is going to come into play. No matter what. Yeah. And as we see, some big changes coming up are really going to, I think he's not going to be okay. Yeah, there's a, <laughs> there's a lot going on. I'm excited to get into it. I want to talk about MJ. Yep. We had such high hopes for her. I know. I'm Actually, really disappointed. reminds me of another song. Blinded by the hair. Your locks may be luscious, but you ain't being fair. <laughs> <laughs> she's so cute. It's it's, it's easy to look past because of the hair. I know, but it's and but, she's so cool in many I ways. I think, yeah, again, you have to give her some credit because this is an impossible situation. They're locked in together. They're going stir crazy. She's 23 years old, which me at 23 versus now is such a different person. No, she really doesn't. But... Again, I, I know this show is designed to bring out the worst of the unself-aware. So I just have hope she's getting caught up in the ridiculousness of the show. Yeah, it's just fascinating. And I get it. Like, and I've I've alluded to this and I will continue to talk about it. Like when you're around like groupthink, like group mentality. Oh my God, you, it's more It's really hard if you really want to fit in because you're with these women more than you're with Matt. Yeah, I like and, how someone brought that up. You know, episode. you don't. Yeah. And you don't have your phones. Like all you really have are these relationships. And so... If going against and you're dating the same man, dating, there's so many things involved. <laughs> exactly, that are we have so to always remember that during this. That yeah, not everyone's gonna react perfectly, but it's this. It's just hard. Yeah, it's hard. Either way, after we got over this beginning part, we after the sewer dwelling, Victoria says the trash took itself out. Yeah. <laughs> and then everybody's best friend and true protagonist, superhero vibrator girl, Katie, rightfully defends Sarah. Yes. And is just Thank not God. taking any bullshit. No. I don't know, Jane, 29, very pretty, very funny, very sweet, has a good head on her shoulders. She's going to have to be the next Bachelor, right? Yeah, think, no, right? people are calling. She has a huge online following now. Instagram She's following, played it perfectly, like, which is just 
People love Human her. Decency. I think she would make a great bachelorette. Her tagline would be, you can't spell dildo without I do. Oh my god, that is good. Would the Bachelor franchise do that? Maybe. Uh, probably, maybe Given where we're going like, these days, it's probably. very possible. But may- yeah, I, I think Katie's doing the hard job yeah. of taking that. No, off. you're right. And so. she's just the one who only one who seems really like kind of figure out what's going on here. You mentioned episode one that the vibrator might put her bank management job at risk, mm-hmm. but this girl just set herself up. She's not going to have to do any boring work for I another actually, day in her life. And I looked at her on Instagram. Apparently, she's a big she has a big tiktok following oh she's got a big tiktok following yeah she's i think she she's a big cat then. person and a big what a cat person i know i looked at her instagram and i was confused at it and i was like okay this is interesting like you should take a look at yeah, it i will take see. a look at it I'm she's sure at already. vent with katie vent with katie yeah which is so she's got all this stuff set up yeah no she she's can be like a, just because she's willing to show an ounce of humility and respect on the show it, i just every uh, season the contestants that do succeed in real life are the ones that are empathetic and respectful and classy. A lot of the times, I guess those qualities are hard to fake, you know? Uh, Again, a very difficult position to be in, which makes Katie all the more impressive. Yeah. Nevertheless, we move on to the first group date of the episode, hoping for an MJ comeback deep down, to be honest. And our mysterious girls, Maggie and Piper were on it as well. So I was Mm -hmm. hoping to get some intel on them. I feel like as he's talking to the women on this date, Matt didn't seem as focused no. as he was. Like his mind was somewhere else, understandably. No, and every woman, like every woman, was asking, "Are you okay? How are yeah. you doing?" Which I'm sure you just want to put it behind you. Yeah, at that point. And I do feel like it affected him, and he's not willing. He really liked her, yeah. To talk about it, which it's hard. Like, how are you supposed to talk and be vulnerable yeah. to the other women <laughs> so that you miss really the like. other woman <laughs> that you got rejected me. and you really liked her? Like, yeah. you can't. And so there is a part of Matt that actually can't be vulnerable with these women or at least perceives that yeah you know if i was there i would totally understand i actually want him to talk about it right because it's there Mm -hmm. and it's for a lot of bachelor contestants in the past it is something they usually have to work through is you just said goodbye to somebody that you you almost proposed to so that's a big deal yeah well i did think the chelsea conversation was really interesting have to talk about she opens up as a black woman chemically straightening her hair since age Mm -hmm. two because i guess all her friends were white and that's how she grew up and I talk myself into a corner here but no I just think and I think I said this in the first episode shortest hair on a bachelor season for a woman which is really great it also helps that she's stunningly I mean, beautiful she's gorgeous tall. and I did see like she showed pictures when she had long hair and I think she looks amazing both ways bald and I actually heard her story that she would always get it done at the salon and during quarantine that salon was closed and she was just getting so fed up with it that she was like, forget, I'm going to buy some slippers. And yeah, it is a huge thing for black women not to speak on their experience like I know it. But from what I've listened to from Rachel Lindsay's podcast and from Chelsea on that podcast, it's a really big deal and it's important to talk about. And actually what Chelsea said didn't get aired was that Matt talked about how he shaved his afro and after oh good because i actually thought it was weird that matt didn't respond with much he was just like oh cool he was like oh cool but that makes more sense that they cut it out they cut it out and because i thought we were gonna have some trauma bonding i I I was gonna say sound the alarm but no and i was you know and i think black women have it more who knows have my might have it more difficult than black men but i know plenty of stories of black men with dreadlocks oh, or yes. cornrows or afros. Hair's a big deal. Being told it's not look 
it's not professional. Right, which is bullshit. And it's just, it is a big deal because us as white people don't really have to experience that. No, absolutely not. So it felt important. That's that so good that she it. said that on that podcast because I really thought the way Matt acted, I was like, wow, this guy's, they're just trying to make him look boring or something. Why wouldn't they air that? I don't, under- I don't understand it either. That really. seems like something you would so obviously air again, maybe anti the fucking white, you I know, trying so, to suit Kyle, to their white. I really think so. Audience. I think it's whether they're aware of it or not. There's bias. And yeah. Well, I, I, if you, if you, if you're not, if you're taking emotion out of it, and you're speaking strictly analytically. You're looking at who's watching the show. It's middle America, white people, white women. That's yep. who it is. So, if, if I guess that's who they're trying to go to. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot. I guess middle America is not. A lot of people I'm around. It doesn't matter anymore. The white women are just as attracted to all races and. It's fun to learn about those things. And so we're all getting, if anything, this country needs more education on those things. So yes. that'd be really cool. So Bachelor, but Bachelor's I know not you're the listening to this ABC. Show. <laughs> Please show more <sighs> vulnerability on Matt's end. I wonder end. if it would just get. But know. he's obviously very into her. They have a yeah. great kiss. Uh, I think she's going to go far. You know, there are some women you can tell, like, they're yeah. going to be around. Instant for connections. A while. Yeah. Then we had our. Fantastic moment. Our second official showdown. Yes. One of two this episode is Victoria and Katie. Yep. And I'm like, when it started, I was like, oh, hell yeah. This is not going to go well for Vicky. I was like, Katie's going to demolish her. And it went exactly as expected. It was the Harlem Globetrotters versus the Washington Generals. Uh, maybe if you don't know that reference, the Kansas City Chiefs versus a high school football team is oh. kind of what it was mentally. And Katie just looking gorgeous, just knocks Vicky unconscious with her words. And it was a great sight. I love a good winning of an argument. I'm having a lot of trouble with this episode in particular um, because I'm trained to see the ways in which people relate to one another and themselves in like dysfunctional ways. Right. But the amount of gaslighting in this conversation by Victoria oh, yeah. that I need to express myself and you're trying to shut me down. It's crazy. When I'm expressing myself and this has happened on The Bachelor with Peter's season, it was my truth was the thing being thrown around. This yeah. is my truth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, like it's a tactic so people can't argue with right, it. Right, right, right. But it's ingenuine and it's not true. No, and luckily Katie picks up on all yeah, of this. Yeah, she's like, what are you talking are, about? <laughs> if, if it was affecting Katie like negatively, then I would feel more bad, but no, it's not. And she's, the only thing that feels bad is just everyone letting Victoria flop around like a fish and just kind of expose yeah. herself. And even like, again, I listened to Chelsea on a different podcast and she was like, I don't have anything against Victoria. She has a good heart. You just didn't see it. And I'm like, yeah, probably is yeah. kind and compassionate in certain ways, but like the amount of it's, bullying and it's like- so vitriolic. It's really it's, bad. Um, it's really bad. I don't stand for that. And I like, if I, I was thinking if I were in Katie's position, I would be like, great, you're not going to stop. I'm not going to stop calling yeah. you out every fucking I, time. Again, Katie handled it really Amazing. well. If anything, this is kind of a huge endorsement for the use of vibrators, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Vicky, Vicky ended with yeah. the articulate, uh, poetic, uh, Katie, if you shut me down again, well, I probably wouldn't, <laughs> is what her last line was. And I was like, uh, just such a, it's just, some people just can't figure out when to take the loss, too, a lot of times. Anyway, enough about that. <laughs> Chelsea got the date rose, no yep. surprises, we were just talking about. Then they hit the cocktail party i also have to say i love taisha started this i love when the leads at the group date 
say things to yeah. each person. And I, I bet they say things to everyone. They only mm-hmm. show like two or three. You're probably right. But I loved that about Taisha because it makes I it, like that too. I want it acknowledges season. everyone in front of everyone rather than just one person. And it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't make you feel ultra terrible because it probably feels really bad to watch after you just had a nice conversation exactly. with him to see another woman get the rose. So right. that helps you feel, oh, okay, we're almost there. We're not quite, not quite like We're there still yet. connected, but maybe not to the yeah. extent that the other person did. Yeah, no, it's a great, great point. And they hit the cocktail party and the discussion was about, I believe, how the energy has shifted and how it's much nicer and it's all flowing nicely with less drama and what could possibly go wrong. And then Matt walked in with a big smile. He looked rejuvenated at that point. Maybe the oxytocin dip from Sarah has now started to be regulated. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. first person we saw him talking to at the cocktail party was Piper. Oh, and we've been waiting for God. it. We've been waiting she's for so it. Beautiful. Her coming out party was this episode, I'm I think. She's, she's stunning. She's like Halle Berry. Stunning. Like yeah. she's really, really pretty. And she seems really cool too. And then they moved to, I want to say that Matt definitely has a thing for Kit. Yep. Whatever it is. I noticed episode one, he looks at her a little differently for whatever reason. I wish they, they showed her more. I think there's a third focusing on the drama. There's still so many women. There's, there's so much going on. But there's so many women. And so it's hard to focus on the individual relationships. And they definitely have chemistry and he likes being around her. They're just showing little snippets from their little cocktail party conversations, yeah. though. You're right. There's not much being no. seen. She's going to have to get some kind of one-on-one eventually, right? I think right? she will. And I'll say, too, I am, after you mentioning that I have been hard on Kit, I'm trying to soften my... We're trying to grow on this podcast. Yes. And I have kind of gone back to what I called the basic goodness and... Um, in a person, which we're, Everyone has we're goodness, taught in, means? in therapy is if you have like a trigger, it's something in me mm. that I'm not wanting to own in myself. 100% of is, the time? That hers, tr- yeah, I think so. So with Vicky? Yeah, I think there's something about Probably. Vicky that I'm not wanting to own in or myself. Or like a former version of myself that maybe was like that. Former version, which I've been mean, that's for yeah. sure. And, and like it's hit or rubbing against like my personal values as a human being. Yes. Good. But so looking at Kit, like I definitely had the like young, rich entitled, which Mm. I've been entitled in my life and been supported. So maybe that's what it is. Maybe, but she, I mean, you you weren't also a hundred percent wrong. There was some things that a typical 21 year old woman would have, like there's some little catty things and like the CEO comment. So you weren't completely telling her. Yeah, then Matt is trying to come up with any formation of words he can to keep a convo with Vicky before the legend interrupts them. And if God intended us to walk, he wouldn't have invented roller skates. Willy Wonka comes in and shocks the house with his interruption and he leads Matt outside. And as we saw from the previews last week, it's time to introduce some new ladies into the fold. Production's like, hmm, there hasn't been any drama for about six and a half minutes. <laughs> Let's I'm fuck some shit up. I'm honestly pissed. Like, and the, pissed. Vi- and the vibe in the house was pissed. Yeah. Matt looked pissed, but didn't know how to express it. Yeah, he's like heavy breathing. Try- really trying to be the best bachelor he can be. And I was pissed. Yeah, I was pissed too until I saw Brittany, I think. <laughs> so, wow. She's breathtaking. Oh, and yeah, Brittany's I, your type. She did this. She smacked like the lip bite leading into the French kiss on him as Matt was kind of like, oh shit. And then I was like, oh shit. And then the women in the house were like, oh shit. I think it's kind of what happened there. And she walked in coming in hot. Yeah, like, real hot. Ready to go. Absolutely. And then we had teacher Michelle 
Mm -hmm. And she's tall and looked pretty comfortable with Matt just literally right into the first introductions, which was, I noticed. From Minnesota. Then there was a Ryan, a Uh dancer from Brooklyn. Always love a dancer. Love Brooklyn. That was cool. Kimberly with the interesting dress, I thought. ICU nurse. What? She was an ICU nurse. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's crazy at this time to be going on The Bachelor. But yeah. hey, we don't, I don't judge. <laughs> this is a... Uh... And then, of course, which I didn't even see coming. Catalina, the pageant queen, Miss Puerto Rico, walking in with a crown and yep. they zoomed to Victoria. I didn't even think of that. Oh, yeah. And then once she walked in, I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, Vicky <laughs> tore the crown off her head. Which and... is assault. A probably produced move. And I think if Catalina... I don't think that was produced. You don't think so? Nope. Maybe. Yeah, maybe not. I wonder. Yeah, if it wasn't. I mean, I think if Catalina had popped her right in the mouth, I would have completely understood. I do fear with our society probably correctly moving on from violence 99.99999 times in life, it is not the answer. I believe 0.001 it is. And a nice pop in the mouth would teach Victoria way more than she could ever, ever learn from a collection of words. Yeah, That's I don't, very I don't controversial, see her fighting back. A very controversial thing hit. to say. I've been hit a few times in my life and I learn more from that than any <laughs> words that I could ever hit. So that I'm just speaking again yeah, from so my projecting from mine. physical violence. Absolutely not. But if she, if someone comes up to me and tears my hat off my head, yeah. Like that's your, your, but she's you want to pageant, fight. So we are on our best behavior. Right. And it's the, she's on national TV. You don't want to get sent home. And it, she looked like I just fucking walked in here and like, what is going on? That's why yeah. I feel bad. All these women. And this is, and maybe we are getting an inaccurate picture, but it's like the women, the OGs are calling themselves. Oh, every year there's, well, again, that's more like that of that tribal stuff. Yes. Like I was talking about my sleepovers. Yeah. There's always group against group and it has to be evolutionary, like yeah. evolutionary. Yeah, um, But what I was going to say was this like animosity towards the women. They didn't fucking choose to come in late. Yeah, that's like, so why, true. And I get, but I also understand that the producers aren't going to put in there that they're pissed off at the producers, mm-hmm. you know, like good they're going to keep making themselves look good and edit it probably to look like oh, they're definitely. mad at the women. And yeah. so, but I don't know that at least that's my perspective is I would be like, listen, I feel really bad for you guys. You're coming in at like a really hard time and that's what we're processing, which yeah. I think that's what somebody said. Probably Katie. Um, <laughs> or so I think it might've been Serena too. Serena P. Yeah, brought, you might be right. Um, but it's a, it's a tough situation on both ends. Yeah, for it sure. Is, and that's what's for the, that's what the show's for, I guess, in the Matt's going to break. It's too much. Yeah, absolutely. It's too much. There's, and I, and I was saying, if I were the lead, I would, as a fuck you to production, I would say I would send all of those new women really? home yeah. the first night. Yeah. Unless something really happened. I think I'm more open than that. I was like, I was happy for him in my first instance. I was like, oh, cool. This is even more picks that he's got a choice from. Maybe my stress tolerance is a little bit lower than yours. Mm, Very possible. (laughs) Uh, Well, we start to see Anna's stress tolerance kind of being uh, tested as she, you see this, the unraveling starting to begin. As we talk about in the show, I think subconsciously she's knowing that she has little to no chance of winning. She knows that by now. So this is, oh, sorry. No, 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 we we have a lot to get into with Anna. we'll, We'll get right back to her for sure. So we'll move on to Matt, after you, like you said, being clearly more overwhelmed. And yeah, I'm sorry. I was starting to feel bad for him at that point. And then what's weird is, did you have anything more about the cocktail party discussions with the new women, maybe? Yes. So at one point, um, I think, Victor- I forget who it was, said, I heard that Anna wants to go first. Yeah. Victoria's and I got curious because I've always wondered 
the dynamics, like, because they are always talking about time. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't get time. They know, because they talk before yeah, the rose ceremony. For a long time, Who's probably. gotten time, who hasn't. And I feel like they try to navigate that together and say, well, would, Anna hasn't got as much time, so we should let her go first. I would first. be very interested to be let in on that process. Right? And there's women, but there's groups within the groups who are like, yes, Anna should go first, or I believe I deserve to go or first. Or somebody comes up and just says, yeah, hey, I'm going first tonight. Yes. I haven't got enough time. And then the girls kind of, other girl, women kind of back and off. And so that's know? where the drama comes in is when somebody doesn't respect that. Yeah, and so absolutely. I just think that's interesting, something I've never really thought. Yeah. Well, it was kind of a difficult position again for the new women to go right into the rose ceremony yeah. after a single discussion. So in a sense, you're kind of picking them by looks yeah. at this point. more And I guess it's first impression. Feeling, yeah. And gut feeling, which I guess has been kind to me in, in life with romantic relationships. I'm, uh, But still, I didn't think it was fair, but none of the show is fair. Yeah. Nothing too stunning at the rose ceremony. The KKK went home, Kimberly, Kayla, and Kylie. So score one for America. Yeah, I really didn't see Kayla going home. I was shocked about that. Shocked? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I, I didn't have too big of a connection yet. They had no. she was the truck woman in the beginning. Yeah, yeah they, I thought I she, really you're right. I thought her, she had a good chance. They must have not hit it off i don't know i'm not ex- i'm not um surprised by the kylie yeah they, didn't, they had kylie, nothing kayla and who and then kimberly the new woman I with the weird dress which yeah. was i felt terribly for her yeah. because she quarantines for a week no contact gets half a cocktail party Gone. and gets sent home like she she left her icu job to come here to us. she could three people died because she decided no. to come on the bachelor <laughs> such an I odd know. world it's such an odd world and then matt comes in like and he says like be vulnerable and trust the process everything will work out mm-hmm. and it's just like i mean i like that yeah, encouragement. i like the refocusing on that this is hard and vulnerable and everything's going to work out and it's like well not everything's going to work out Matt, no you know? well it does work out just not maybe not how each individual <laughs> woman wants it to work out but anyway we can move on to the date i guess we get ben higgy i didn't i didn't see his season but i think when i think of the bachelor i think of ben in a suit like that's just where my brain goes to if somebody Ben's says hey i'm watching loved. the bachelor he just looks like again boring but very attractive yeah tall white he I, was the first one of the whole franchise to say I love you oh my God. to two women. Oh. And normally The Bachelor isn't allowed to say I love you until the proposal. Really? The lead is told don't say okay. I love you because then it gives it away right. for the viewers. But because he you did usually it only love one person. to both women. Yeah. So he was the first one. And that one. happens every season now, doesn't it? Yes. So yeah. he was kind of the first one to bring in, which is probably the true experience, that you're, you fall right. in love with two different people. In high school, if you asked me if you could be in love with two people, I'd have said, no, that's not how it works. That's not how life works. You fall in love with one person, which we know is absolutely not right. true at it's all. a little nowadays. bit trickier than that. So, so much trickier. Celebrity look like, let me know, Greg Bird. I don't know who this is. <laughs> <laughs> the Yankees first baseman. Oh, really? <laughs> it just looks like Ben a little bit. Wait, no one I didn't know his is name is. Know. Why am I, why, I know Bird. Maybe the way I said it. Greg? Yeah. Is his first name? Yeah, he actually lives in Colorado, I think. I am ashamed at my Yankees. Anyway, <laughs> Ben sets up the date and it's the fall in love obstacle course. Fall I thought this could be kind of exciting. It was very funny. Maggie was struggling in the water portion, but still looking beautiful while doing so. I thought that was really oh, funny. Yeah. I have you. You've rode a you've rode a canoe. It can, if you don't, if you've never done it or anything like that with two paddles, it gets, it's very confusing. Yeah, and you're in. A, they're in a pumpkin. Yeah, they're in a pumpkin, like they not weren't a canoe. Even in a kayak. And you're on TV. You're being filmed, and you probably don't have experience doing. I this, would love so. a date like this because I think I would excel. Yeah, 
It was, it was, it, well, a competition for I both of us. It would be really good, probably. I just had the realization the other day that most of the TV I watch is competition based. Really? The Challenge, Top Chef, Bachelorette. <laughs> oh, reality TV. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I yeah, guess reality most reality TV, TV is kind competition. of competition. Not, not it's, so it's probably, well, it's probably better than, I mean, I can't watch the Kardashians or like no, Real Housewives or anything. Maybe, maybe because there's no, yeah, you're actually opening there's something no up for me now because a, you're right. Means to the Bachelor's end. absolutely a competition. That's why. Oh, yeah. And we love Final competition. Rose. How if I not put this two and two together? <laughs> Big game family. Yeah, interesting. But speaking to this competition, Mari won it. Two for two, Mari. Yeah, I'm, I'm impressed down. by her. She, her competition skills after seeing her episode one, I ha- wouldn't have put Pinder for like good in physical competition. So mm-hmm. good on Mari, shout yeah. out. Then um, anything about that before we move to the after party? Um, so Anna is obviously oh, gunning for yeah. Britney. She we're, hit already, her we're already seeing it. Like from the minute Britney walked in, the new girl, Anna has been like, I know her Showdown from Chicago. Showdown number three. Yeah. And it grows and grows and grows throughout the episode. And so during this competition, of course they put them on the date together. Mm-hmm. And during this one of the parts is they have to find their acorn, like at, dressed up as squirrels, which yeah. is hilarious. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Showing Victoria, like going through yeah. in her squirrel costume. Um, and Anna finds Britney's and hides it. Yeah. And so we already start to see that Anna's gunning for Britney. Right. Instead of working on herself, she's gunning for someone else, which of which course. Which is the theory that you have, right? Yeah. When you have no chance, you mm-hmm. start to go for other people. That's right. Then, attack the weak. And then it continues at the after party. Yeah. We'll move to the after party in the beige turtleneck. Jane, what did you think about that? Do you remember? You know, I'm it's just always going to be a turtleneck for me. It was beige on beige turtleneck. I thought it was a little strong move, strong move, but it looked good. I love neutrals. Well, Anna finally got some time with Matt in the... Uh, it's pulled first. I liked that. Yeah, it's like, and I'm going to get a little petty, but it's like someone told Annie that you can't touch your own lips while you're talking. There's like just 16 teeth being shown at all time. Yeah, so I'm like from Minnesota oh, and we no, only know, do outdoor activities there. Really, she's really cute, but it's like- She's very cute. <laughs> if that were limited a little bit, it'd be like easier to swallow, but it, it's what makes her her. And I bet over time, it's like her thing. Yeah, either way, hot Britney comes in and tries to interrupt. Of course, Britney's the one that interrupts. Uh-huh, and Anna's not having it. She asks for another five awkward minute minutes and Britney obliges. But again, like this gets so awkward, she just kind of goes and sits in the corner kind of at least that's how they showed it and then this truly set it off i think for anna i think her yep. in her confessional or whatever they call it on the bachelor she said yo girl don't mess with me please oh, <laughs> it's oh. very cute though yeah but she's a, she really is cute in her own way she is cute and insecure yep. and really wants time and wants to be shown and it's, you know, the producers knew that she knew something on Britney oh, yeah. and they were like, let's push this until she tells the other women and then it starts the whole thing. Uh, yeah. And let's get into it. I, and we know I Alice like Rich, Britney, we, by the way, just, yeah, so me I too. I really like Britney's first five, but if we've seen it once, we've seen it a million times. We just talked about it. Anna knows she's going home deep down. So mm-hmm. it's time to attack instead of Kyle's theory. It's time to attack instead of defend because she's threatened. And I know a lot of people in life who, when they feel less than, or not good enough, Mm -hmm. they will resort to, instead of working on themselves and push themselves higher, Mm -hmm. they will bring people down around them just to to kind of show that they are higher, make it appear as though they're better than they are. I'm gonna plug a favorite book of mine. It's called Wild Mind by Bill Plotkin. Those of you that know me know I love Daddy Plotkin. Um, Wild Mind. And basically what it talks about is when our defenses are struck, these sub-personalities, and we're not living from awareness and wholeness. We have these sub-personalities that all have a name. 
And this is one that you're speaking to that Anna is having evoked that when you feel not good enough or less than, or um, like you're not loved back, this is a subpersonality that comes up. Yeah. Um, we see it, it can be called the tyrant, which they bring, you know, other people down, control others or um, project it on other people, like you said, to make themselves feel better. Mm -hmm. And there's a bunch of different ways in which humans can react to this kind of thing. And you're talking to one of those ways. Yeah. How do you recommend that book? Then, yeah, Wild Mind. Wild Mind. You get to know people a lot better. I bet. Through that book. And yeah. Your, and yourself. That's what I used it Good. for. All right. Either way, we got the evil Vicky and Anna conversation. And I bet production is just like, hey, if you're feeling bad about something, just set Go up a Vicky. talk with Victoria. Yeah, let's set it up. <laughs> And then yeah. it comes out uh, and it goes, she's entertaining men for money. Okay. All right. Let's take a little bit of a moment here because, all right, first of all, prostitution is illegal and I believe it shouldn't be. That's ludicrous. That's neither here nor there. Mm -hmm. But so she's essentially with no evidence, no evidence. accusing this woman of a crime, assaulting her character on fucking the most watched non-sports event show in the country currently. She's really lost the plot. Yeah, it's bad. I mean, and they start to talk about it. Like this can ruin her life. And yeah. like, even the fact that she, like there's really no grounds for her to talk about that. No. You know, it's just, it's really not a good look. Even if it was behind her back off camera, it would be a terrible thing to say. Yes, or directly. I mean, and then she calls her out in front of the <laughs> that other That was interesting. Women. It's a funny concept overall. Anna's making fun oh. of someone for entertaining men for money when she can't even entertain men for free. Boom, roasting. Bang, but okay. <laughs> All right, let's pause in the situation real okay. quick and we'll get right back to it. We're sent back to the house yep. during the episode. And of course, Michelle, the lone new girl of yeah. the group gets the one-on-one -on -one, and course. the other women are extremely excited about this, of, of course. I wrote, this is too much. <laughs> That's what I said out loud. Yeah. Watching that actually, like, it really they're just pounding these women it down. It can't feel boom, good. Like boom. you're you've been there and you don't get the one-on-one -on -one and of yeah. course they give it to her and like they're trying to make it look like it was Matt's decision. I don't think it was. I doubt it. Or he might they might have been like, "Hey, you have to which take one, one of, of the yeah, one, which, which one's one? the biggest connection." He picked that one. All right. Ugh. Back to the date. Another nice talk with Bree and yep. Matt, the two yep. turtles. They have good trust together um and she talks about like I'm just sticking through the drama. It makes it worth it. Like any little time makes it worth it, which is the right attitude. Like it is. So they've been here for hard. three weeks by now, three or four weeks. Well, I think, and actually. that's something that I don't understand because I, we see it as three weeks. So I wonder if they're languaging. Oh, I wonder if they're yeah. coached to use three weeks, but it's really only like a day or two in between dates. Yeah. Yeah. It has to be. Because I, I think they're only there. I think they're only there for eight weeks, and so we're halfway through. If that's the truth, and I don't. Yeah, it wouldn't make sense. I don't think that's true. I think they have more in a week, but they say weeks because the viewers are viewing it as a week. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Bree got the date rose, and I believe she's still the woman to beat. Yeah. At the moment, I still definitely I'm believe glad she that. Got that. Um, and not any of the new women. Yeah, that probably helped the OGs score one for the OGs. <laughs> All right. Original All right. girls. <laughs> yeah, I think, well, I think they had to say- Not original gangsters. I know, well, is that, yeah, that's what Anna said. I'm glad that they put that in there because you can't fuck with that. All right, back to the room and Anna's, you gotta give her credit, I guess, for this. She doesn't go to Matt, she does go to Britney's face. Because in the past, a lot of times they go to the, the, the yes. Bachelor. 
and they'll no, talk behind their that back. That would have been the worst. But this was just such but an odd. This was a second. Again, worst. this is I soaked this up because this is kind of stuff that that I that I enjoy. It was just that awkward tension in the room, and she just tells her straight up. And I think if you look at Anna's face during that scene, it might be setting in how shitty what she's doing is. Mm. I think I saw a little bit of that. Of and Brittany handled it pretty well. Again, if I were oh. if I were a detective, I'm not, but I'm a decent poker player. It did look a little bit like Brittany was bluffing. Again, here nor there, not casting any judgment at all, but it's such an odd thing to be faced with a day or two in to the house. Hey, we heard you're an escort. Explain yourself. Like, like that's so unfair. I mean, like, it could be blown up. She could be um, a sugar baby, which, you know, like, I don't. Whatever. My like, whole do thing what is you're do what do. you're going to do if like, you're not hurting anyone Let's not shame women else. for like embracing what the patriarchy has set them up to thousand percent given, agree. you know? And like they're utilizing it. She might be hanging out with rich men and whatever, but yeah. like. That's not Anna's place. And like who gives, like who. That's it's the biggest just, thing. It's and shaming. Put, and this whole episode is so, it's like the quintessential like slut shaming amidst mm -hmm. women and i hate it i'm over it like, yeah but it's, it's again it's not the time for what, that anymore no it's not but you these people aren't living lives in, during well, the day to day well i really hope something happens it feels like next episode something's going to happen where it has people to. Need, like matt, matt needs, needs to, to make a comment even matt needs to get involved in the when another woman comes to steal quote unquote steal him from another mm -hmm. woman say hey listen three more minutes and then I'll come get you. Yeah. Like start to take a little bit more of an active role in that. Yeah, he's still very a passive man and, yep. and he's a scared puppy in this. And but I, I don't felt, blame him. And I felt bad for Britney. She was near oh, tears. I was and so then, like, I, that's Victoria, the person I felt the worst for. Hops on and says some awful She's crap. gotta go. It's just, I'm sick of Victoria. I think she's gonna go next episode. I think she has to. That's why they're flooding yep. her in these early I think episodes. Because she is just go. insufferable. I and I, again, we just want she can't she's not gonna be able to grow until she at least sees this or has some kind of talks to the right so, person, but that's what we hope for. Mm. All right, back to some nice stuff. It was a, a nice date set up with the cute Michelle and Matt. Mm -hmm. It was like a cool date yet again, ziplining, leading to bubble popping with the icebreaker questions. I enjoyed that. Those are cool. I love her confidence. Yeah, she's very confident and they're, they They've feel su super flirty. smooth right away. Yeah. How many, all right, they did the how many kids thing do you want? <laughs> One, two, three, three, and then they freak out. But I feel like that's the common answer. That's kind of like, well, <laughs> how many do you want? Well, it was funny, like that reaction, because I've actually, I feel like at least the last two men that I've dated, it's always been a point to connect on these major ways yeah. as a way to be like, oh, that's it. Like we're meant to be without oh, for saying sure. like, I have that all the time. it's meant to be. It's just a funny I think they were having moments like that and that was the way that they were building their relationship. I think I do that in relationship because I'm scared of it eventually. Yeah. And I think I just talk about it because I don't, because I'm a deep commitment scares me for the rest of my yeah. life. <laughs> yeah. So I'll start it, I'll talk about that. And that's a way for me, even though I really do want three kids, mm -hmm. but I don't, I, I, it's a way for me to be a little less scared of it maybe. This is reminding me and I don't know if I'll make you keep this or ask you a <laughs> Nice, I like that. But... It's reminding me of my last boyfriend who we, he was like, you know, when we were first getting together, we both were saying we don't want a relationship. Mm -hmm. And he was like, you know, people tend to fall in love with me. <laughs> and I was like, people tend to fall in love with me. And from there on, it became like a competition. Who can't fall in love first? Who's going to fall in love first? Yeah, that's or who funny. Can't? And it, feel, it felt like that banter. Yeah. 
to me of For like, sure. oh, we're connecting, but I'm not going to say it, you know? <laughs> yeah. No, I think that's a, that's a good observation. They seem, they do, like I said, seem like a pretty good match. Michelle. I'll also say I've always wanted to try a hot air balloon. Yeah. But I want it to be a surprise. Mm, and this was. And it was. Yeah, Chris I Harrison's can't think surprise. about it going into oh, it. Oh, really? I will get nervous because I do yeah. have a thing with heights. Okay, I did. I went in a hot air balloon at the you last have? hot air balloon what? festival that I went to five or six was years ago. Initially, my I was like all excited, all excited, all excited. And I, I'm not super terrible with heights, but I'm not super great either. So at that point, I was like conquering a lot of fears in my life. And I was like, oh, it's would be great, 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 great. And then we started to go up and I was like, oh. <laughs> but then as we stabilized... I was is like, it this stable? Is it doesn't rock back and forth. No, that no, much. I felt very stable. Because what bothers me is like the barriers only go up to your waist. It's 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 but it feels a lot better than you think. You feel okay. It feels it safer. did it did, and I'm generally I get paranoid by that kind of stuff too. But okay. I felt and that was at in New Jersey on in a hot air balloon. Yeah. That was a very short ride, so that helped yeah. a lot. But it was a. They, it, what was funny, I thought they gave the other women binoculars, yeah, which is kind of brutal. Of Could you imagine watching like someone you're dating <laughs> oh, on another would date? Would you like that? Yeah. I don't think I would like to Big see. Big fan of that. But Serena P yeah. shows why she's a top three Kyle Rose. And she goes, totally. wow, imagine if your first kiss is in a hot air balloon. All and the other women are like, oh, like, they're groaning. And then the little Canadian goes, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> she said that. But imagine. And then that was, I thought that was really good timing. Really yeah, fun. She's really cute. cute. She's, a, she's a top three. And then me. they have a kiss up there, which it looks crowded. And yeah. when they zoom out, you can see there is somebody a camera is person <laughs> bending down. Yeah. But then there's also somebody operating the hot air balloon. So yeah. there's four people in this hot air balloon. Tight you're being spot. filmed making out. Yeah. And it still looked like a pretty good, good kiss. So yeah, it looked like it, it all worked. Uh, then we went to another group date announcement. Yeah. And it was about fighting for love and the women in America all collectively grown as we realize it's going to be the boxing Second date. time this season, though, that they're saying fight for love. And all the women are like, what the hell? Nobody wants this. And we'll get back to that. Back to the one-on-one -on -one yep. dinner portion, which I always zone out during. And Jamie, Jamie usually has <laughs> a lot to say in. about these. So anything notable you wanted to talk about um, during that day? Well, I think it was that they connected on depth. It was probably, I don't know, not so Did much I miss any trauma bonding? Um, I don't think so. Uh, I is think there? maybe they didn't show Matt's side of it, but Michelle's from Minnesota, which is where Soda. George Floyd murder happened, right? Um, and how she was a teacher throughout this entire thing. They bond over working with kids, over the Black experience okay. of these murders uh, by cops. And I think she even said, like, in the beginning, like, I'm looking for somebody to change the world with me. Yeah. And I think this is the first time, which Matt says, like, this is the first time, like, it's felt like this is the kind of depth I want out of a woman. And, like, she's very sure of what she wants and how yes. she is changing Confidence the world. And, you know, she throws in a Maya Angelou quote without I, saying Maya Angelou. And Matt quote. names it. And yeah. there is another point it's, where they're like, oh, my God, we're meant to be on this very superficial level. Yes. But hopefully it it's that deeper. i love that quote it's how the people yeah. remember how they make you feel right you mm -hmm. they don't remember how what you made them think or what you made them do and i find that to be so so true as I, that when i think I about the last agree. 28 years of my life i think about when i think about individual people how did they make me feel mm -hmm. and that's a good uh thing to keep in mind for yeah. your own personal life and just remember that's how people remember you and that's Absolutely. what really matters yeah then she got the rose and my first instinct was brie has some competition she's oh, yeah. that's my first I time know. where i think I think they have a big connection. Yeah. All right. Can't that, deny it. And 
enough of the love stuff. Back to the drama. <laughs> Brittany confides in Katie, the group therapist. Katie is the mama Matt's of the house. assistant at this yeah. point. Matt should just keep her around for some stability and truth. She should be like the um, regulator. That's what I wanted season. to. I forgot to bring this up last week. I wanted to bring it up. They should absolutely have a house therapist who like they go in and they show them um, to talking to them. That would be so 720-526-2644. Why isn't this counseling? You would be perfect. Jamie Quayle. Be perfect. I'd be so good. I would leave. Sorry, uh, Bridge Center people who are listening. I'd leave my job to be bachelor therapist. <laughs> that would be so great. 100%. That would be so funny. All right. Then we went to a quick Matt workout in the woods scene because America needs reminder of why we're all here in the first place. That's and right. Nobody's complaining. The working out was... I prefer that over the showering. Yeah, I can imagine. It's like the very woodsy kind of. He had that log that he was left in that was looking pretty cool. Yeah, and yeah, this might be the last time they do this. It was clearly uncomfortable. Very. I don't think, first of all, they're all different weight classes Mm -hmm. and height and reaches with different tenacities. No one should be forced to fight no, on national TV. No. That's the main problem I have. It should be a choice for the women. Yes. And for all I know, maybe they filled something out consenting to be like, okay, mm. I'll I'll do a boxing match if it comes up because I'm just trying to get on the show. Yeah. But I'm looking at little Serena P and I'm like, I this know. is not good. This is I some know. gladiator shit. I probably would have only liked to see like Vicky versus Katie. Yeah. Uh, Katie was good. Katie was the only fighter I was like, oh man, I wouldn't want to mess with her. I think... I think Vicky said, if I fought Katie, she would wake up with a black eye, which I suppose is much better than waking up with a red eye. <laughs> that style. For- <laughs> really getting some screen time. I'm sorry, Vicky. But to make it light before we go into yeah. my like intense thoughts on the state, how do you feel about the like stylish, hot workout wear? Do you find that attractive when women like are Lululemon? wearing- Like Lululemon? Yes. Like are wearing the like matching sets, yeah. sheer. That's it's a- very attractive, okay. I would say. My first instinct is- even if sure. they're wearing it just like they're not exercising? <laughs> Good question. Probably. Okay. Yeah, I think because it just shows that they're active as well. Because that's such a thing that's come up the last couple of years is yeah. like stylish active wear. And they must have said like there might be something like this on the show. So they're all preparing their outfits. Mm, interesting. Because I'm always thinking the problem that I would have on the show is like I don't really care about fashion. Right. I have it six outfits. Me out. yeah. Like there's no way... I would feel, I feel like I would look like Victoria because I just don't know <laughs> yeah. how to do my hair. Right. I don't and do my makeup. makeup all the time. Like, You're on TV. It's, a, it's just, again, that's another stressor that you have. But the competition of women. Yeah. But yeah. let's go back. Wow. So you can obviously tell, and I do have some like behind the scenes information from that Chelsea interview okay. on Rachel Lindsay's podcast. Um, like they introduce Wells Adams, who's like a beloved. Yeah, they're trying to put this guy everywhere. Bachelor. He's kind of funny. Well, they're trying to bring back, you know, Bachelor favorites because yeah. he's a bartender. On was he on the show Bachelor at any Paradise. point? Yeah, he was on JoJo season. Oh, okay. And then he became. He was the bartender who's moderately funny. Bartender. And he's dating, uh, he's, what's her he's name? He's a um, radio host. Yeah, radio show he was host. Nashville. And now he's dating Sarah Sarah Highland, who I love. But that's... how I can tell this date did not go on well was like they didn't show him at all. Like yeah. they didn't show their commentary. It was very flat. The oh, women yeah. were more like, oh, this is hard to watch. And we didn't see them all fight. No. And so Chelsea on this other podcast had mentioned, they asked her who she fought because she was on the date. Oh, yeah. And um, she said, I went against MJ, but MJ took a knee and refused to fight. Okay. And so I think that it, they wrapped up the episode or that date so quickly 
that I think a lot of women had problems and were like, I'm not doing this. Yeah, this that's good. And absolutely well, awful. Yeah, I think Hard to watch. Matt actually kind of, at least they perceived it they from Matt. They said Matt, Matt to, shut it down. Which I thought was would be a really I good idea. I hope he did. Yeah, Because it was clearly did. uncomfortable. There was nothing awful. really great. I really, no more physical. I was watching UFC fights this past weekend with a buddy and there were two headlining women fights. And even that was kind of uncomfortable to watch, even though they've dedicated their entire life to it. They're trained fighters. I but I do, watch, is I that, is that sexist though? To not, I guess to this not is the bachelor's. enjoy women wa- well, fighting yeah, women, to but like, enjoy men fighting or men. Or just to not let it happen. We used to actually, we used to film boxing matches amongst our friends and well, some women fight there is part too. of me, like I love boxing and I would definitely love to punch a bitch yeah. sometimes. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> that part of me could come out, yeah. but only if, you have I to felt consent. matched and it felt like there was like good ground rules and you know like this is just... like almost a position of i need to stay on the show so i need to fight and that's yeah, not how it no, should be no. you should like i said before if they signed a waiver i bet it's hard to say no instead it's got to be so hard to say no and that's what makes it evil yeah but <laughs> evil <laughs> But luckily nobody died. Yeah. And okay. we moved to the final, unless you have something else to say, the final part no, of the I'm episode. All right. Uh, a strong talk with Rachel. Yep. I thought he had. She'll be around for I a like while. I like that as she's not know. involved in the drama too. Like, yeah, she's really not. And that's. Not yet, I guess. Yeah. A really good talk with Piper. Oh, she, she's cute and nerdy. She's and I so love her. Yeah, she, that's, that is, yeah, she's definitely Hair my in type a bun in that is way. Just, you can see her whole face. Her face is gorgeous. extremely just pleasant to look at. <laughs> and um, then, of course, goes back to the evil stepsister duo of Anna and Vicky talking mm. shit, oblivious to the natural world around them. Mm. And it's like, so hard Anna, when you get someone. What makes you think like, that's good company to keep? That's the problem. Because Once she's you the get only someone who validates validate, that. Yeah, and it's like her. that happens on, we see on the internet with Ooh. the crazy cults yeah. that happen now. In the past, and I guess if you find someone, at least just one person who kind of is on your side, then you feel more empowerment to to, to say what you have to say. Where if Vicky, if, if even Vicky was like, hey, you're being a little crazy here, Hannah, she would have probably shut down. Yeah. But that would never happen. No. And back to the date, there's just more shit talking and just shit talking all over the place. I'm yeah. sure America is extremely tired of it at this point. And then back to Katie, America's <laughs> sweetheart right now, because she's clearly uncomfortable as all this shit talking is going yeah. on. And I say Katie, not only for the next Bachelorette, not only for Jamie's next BFF, not only for Kyle's mother of his children, but Katie for president of the United States. I'm in. We've got that empathy. She's got no problem with oxytocin. Yeah, no, she's got perfectly natural levels. The only one with empathy and then calling them out and still the women are just like not hearing it yeah and, it's, and they're it's that part too i thought was very heavily edited yeah that, that part specifically because no. there was a couple of people that we like that were even kind of jumping in but they weren't saying anything overtly so they're probably still trying to keep it on the shit to make it look like katie's the only one standing mm-hmm. up. They're, they're giving her the hero edit at this yeah. point to lead her to be the yeah. next bachelorette in my opinion mm. but again let's go back to this where how how tribal humans are mj goes this is the varsity squad like, how do you think that's a good look? That's like what everyone hates, I thought. And you can't sit with us. Like, that's like the whole, isn't that the whole thing? I wonder if at some point you forget you're on TV. And Probably it, just it becomes, becomes more natural. Yeah, it just becomes like, again, like for me to stick around, I need to fill these relationships. It's hard, I don't know. It's hard truly, to, I'm going to say, it's hard truly to place blame on any individual person. I'm not going to 
put a huge blame on MJ or any of them. I think production needs to take this blame. I think America needs to take this blame. I'm to blame. You're to blame. In a way, we're consuming it. They're just giving us what we watch and what we probably respond to. And the only way they would change is is if they lose viewers. And I'm not going to stop watching it. No way. No way. It's it's, because, again, the dynamic of watching two people argue real feelings as people who are obsessed with the human brain as me and you are is a fascinating thing and unfortunately people are probably getting hurt in the meantime you just have to hope that in the end these people are getting hooked up with so many different things and and again a a chance to see yourself on tv hopefully you can take that into some growth but i just don't like what i hate is the internet bullying that goes on They'll receive a ton of hate for how they acted when those people who are hating on them will probably act a thousand times worse. And are acting that way. Yeah, know? and I and hate how, like, not. Victoria's mugshot came out. Yeah. I don't like that. I don't think that's cool. She actually cool. was, like, great. She loved it. That's what I mean. I have a mugshot. She was like, she's like, now everything's out there. And, yeah. like, if my future husband wants to Google me, he Good. knows I didn't everything know about already. That. I didn't know about that response. I just don't yeah. think it's right for people to dig up those things throwing rocks at glass houses a lot. Well, it's the same with like what they found about Rachel, right? Yeah. Like these women Every coming season. to attack. It really is like nobody's perfect. And that's and what again, I like wish I there said, was just more, because I that's why I want to give credit to these women, even the ones who are hating. This is such a hard thing to do. Yeah. And to put yourself out there on national TV. And who knows what edit you're going to get. Like, yeah. it might really not be that bad. Like, Victoria might, I mean... She, I bet you she's not I bet you she's not as bad as what they're like seeing. That, yes. I bet you, it, it, obviously you can't take back the words that she's no. saying. And I don't feel bad about making fun of her because she is bullying. And then we don't stand for that shit at all. So, it, again, I hope our empathy does come off on this podcast. But it is, like a, it is a tense time because we're also noticing this, like, increased political correctness environment. It's like... What I see is swinging to the other extreme before we find equilibrium. So yeah. we've let too many things go as a society that are Vicky obviously... was the norm, I feel like, even probably in the yes. 90s, 80s, popular now, mean girl in high school. And now it's become, really since the Me Too movement, I feel like it's become more um, acceptable to call people out. Mm-hmm. But even that's a little bit too much because now we're not giving anybody a second chance. Yep. And so it's not, that's not helping no, growth Equilibrium either. needs to be the goal. It's like in society yes. and so many different I think we're trying ways. to find that. And so people this like the Katie process. getting rewarded for the way she's handling it and people seeing that that's what's actually needed is like a good dose of like calling Reality in people, but also offering compassion and empathy is really what needs to happen. Yeah. So yeah, no, that know, I think Bachelor that's all just gives well us said. all these large scale collective <laughs> consciousness topics. Of it's just I just don't think most people watching are taking any of that, any of that kind of no. interesting way. They're just like, ooh, drama, drinking wine and then going to sleep and then yelling Fighting at their husbands. Husband. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is my truth. Yeah. All right. Lastly. President Katie. President Vibrator goes out and I thought it was funny. Matt's posse like scatters like rats being shown in the daylight. I don't know if you noticed that. There's like five of them. And yeah, like, they look like, like kids. Around. They look like little kids yeah, with backpacks. Like yeah, the local high school kids coming to hang out and smoke a joint <laughs> with Matt do, or like, something. What was he doing? I know. It's probably just production talking, talking about the him? next thing and Katie goes, oh, oh, this might be a good scene. Let's get out of the shot. Get out of the shot. So it funny. was funny though. I thought it was funny. Yeah. And she tells him what's up and I think it was the right move. Matt needs to get ahead of this because it's getting out of control. Absolutely. And the season can't, I can't keep watching if it's just this catty bullshit all no. season. This is, if I see another episode like this, it's really going to be hard for me to enjoy it. Yeah. And yeah, I think Katie for president, that's the last thing I'll say before we go into our um, three roses. 
Okay. Which we forgot to do last week, but now, yeah. <laughs> now we have two weeks. We, that's all right. All right. So well, that's good because I have six <laughs> that okay. I want to give out. Okay, perfect. So you give out your six for Matt. Okay. Piper. Piper Wait. one. Oh, I didn't order them. Well, that's important, Jane. Okay, okay. Well, I'll go first. Yeah, that you way go you first. Schedule your okay. self. And great, great. Um, okay, so Matt, I have number one, Brie. Yeah. I just think, again, two turtles in love is just they're happy together, if you get that reference. Two would be Michelle, just because, again, a recent, recency bias, <laughs> because Michelle and, her, and him have such a good date. And again, they feel and look comfortable together. And three is my wild card. I still think there's something about Rachel that is that is that he likes and that's mysterious they're they're not showing a bunch and we'll see what happens there but i think i'm knocking abigail out for the Mm -hmm. time being which is surprising but rachel i'm going out on a limb on some probably it's not the best odds well now that i'm looking at my list i we have the same top three i think it's going to be brie number one michelle two rachel three abigail four yeah that's right like the top four, yeah, the top four go to hometowns. I think he's going to meet her family, and I think that's going to be a heartbreaking goodbye, mm. number four. And then I think fifth to go home is going to be Serena P. Yeah. And sixth is going to be Piper. Yeah, that's a, that's a solid top six for me, personally, if I was handing out roses at this point. Seeing probably more than that, because I get to see yeah. the, what happens inside the house, but also seeing less b- between the connections. Number one, Katie. I think I've made mm-hmm. that pretty clear. Yeah. She's... I can't, I just, the, the four episode arc she's done for me is very interesting. And it shows you the value of production. She just seems so level-headed and so nice. And she's really, really beautiful as well. Yeah, she's great. Two, Abigail still, because she's going to be in the top three no matter what. I can't <laughs> wait to see more of her. I yeah. wish they need a one-on-one date. she's like, yeah. Um, and then three, Serena Pay with the little giggly yeah. comments and tiny pretty face. So yeah. those are my three. I've got... Katie, Serena P for sure. And then, I don't know. I like that Rachel's not involved in the drama and I think we could bond over our Scorpio traits. Yes, there you go. All right, well, there's our top three. We'll have it again for you next week. Quite an episode. Yes. But do not go away because we will be back with Email the Quails. Stay tuned. Got mail. Email the quail. <laughs> All right, email the quails. Hi, quails. Love the recap show so far and love the sibling banter. My name is Stephanie from New Jersey, and I was wondering if I could pick your brains for advice. You see, I'm getting pretty serious with my boyfriend, and I love him, but my parents don't really approve because he is not Jewish. He has stated he would raise our kids Jewish, but would not convert due to personal beliefs. I want to make my parents proud, but I also don't want to lose him, as it isn't a deal breaker for me, just my parents. Any advice on how to handle this? Thanks. Okay, this is a tough one for me. That's hard, Stephanie. I think, you know, I don't come from a family that um, faith is a huge value in the person that I date, um, but I do understand that that's a big thing for a lot of families. And what it sounds like is like battling between you know, this person that I love and can spend my time with and this family that I come from and not wanting to have animosity or, you know, I don't know how far your parents would go, like disown you. I don't know. But some parents do. Uh, It just sounds really hard 
to navigate. Mm -hmm. And I feel like all of my answers to these emails are always like open communication to the person you're having a struggle with. And I don't know, I could be naive in that, you know, this person's really important to you and you want to keep them in your life and being able to advocate for yourself to your parents and, you know, reinforcing that you're going to instill those beliefs and that this is your choice and you hope that they'll still love you. I mean, but then you have to kind of deal with the consequences if that's not the case. Yeah. Which is, could be losing parents, which is awful. And that would be really sad. But parents shouldn't put you in that position in the perfect world. Right. I, I, it's just not fair for us to know because you're right. It's what's weird for me with this brought up just now is marriage is so linked to religion Mm -hmm. and I don't think it should be. Mm -hmm. I think that's a problem with me as well where I don't I just don't really understand that shouldn't have the things but I guess again I'm not raised Jewish from birth I was raised Catholic which of course I'm not anymore but marriage is a huge idea where it's like the you know the bringing together a man and a woman in a religious thing but it's like a a lot of people you still get married in churches when they're not even really Mm -hmm. religious which always is weird to me it should be about this commitment to each other and to parenting and to making the world a better place regardless of what kind of thing you believe, but that's coming from someone who's not religious. Yeah. And I think in Stephanie's case here, the hard truth is that either way, it sounds like it'll be hard and it'll be perhaps sad that either you're saying goodbye to this person you love, which doesn't seem like something you want to do or having this strain in your relationship with your parents who you also probably love so much yeah and And i guess if i can only put me in this situation i think i just said it before but i would say if someone really loved me if dad Mm -hmm. loved me he would understand my decision is my decision after i'm 18 years old and i think that's most religions kind of how it goes but every family family dynamics different Mm -hmm. lord knows i ain't a therapist (laughs) so that's my my two cents i think it always comes down to like what are you willing to sacrifice sacrifice i think in any situation in any relationship where you're communicating a certain sort of boundary like this is who i'm going to date so you need to accept it you have to be prepared Mm -hmm. that that person isn't going to take the boundary i have such a hard time with that i can't i'm I want the the answer. I want to be able to change my mind at all times. I guess so. I can't. It's hard for me to set boundaries before a relationship when I don't even. I kind of. I like the chaos or the uh, unknown a little. It's exciting to me. You know, what I'm getting at. And that's just everyone is now we're going to my thing, but <laughs> different for everyone. But I feel in relationships, it's like I don't know what I want a lot of times. I've been asked, "What do you want?" in this relationship i'm like i just want to like be happy and be supported like it's really not that deep or everyone i think you also learn that as you go like i'll say i'm in a relationship that's coming on like three and a half years and it's a constant checking in with each other of and now that we're living together it is boundaries are changing or realizing so much things about myself and relationship that actually this is something i need and again like being Uh, Like understanding that when I set a boundary, it's for me. It's not for the other person. Mm. And it's up to the other person to either say, yes, I think I can give that to you. Or I don't think I can give that to you right now. And then it's my choice to say, is this a deal breaker? Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, you can't control how other people feel and what they need and what their behavior is. You can only control your reaction and how you handle it. 
Um, so that's always my thing. Yeah, I don't think there's no relationship I've gone in completely knowing what it is I want. Yeah. Because I learn what I want through mm-hmm. the perfect or like perfect or like best relationship. Like I there's so many things I've learned with Max how are that you I had no know? idea yeah. until it's been happening. And so it's always a mixture, I think, of chaos and learning and mm-hmm. growth together. And it's gonna be like that your whole life. Like it no relationship stays constant. I think where you run into issues is believing that it stays constant. Yeah, probably. Good point. All right, Jamie, good recap. <laughs> I thought that was a good email yeah. to the quails. We try Thanks, to Stephanie. do our best. Thank you, Stephanie. Please e- email us at love on the brain with the quails at gmail.com. They're flying in hot and heavy. So uh, yeah. we'll get to them. We promise. <laughs> Great episode. Uh, any last words? Anything you missed out on the episode you wanted to speak to, Jamie? No, I just, I really hope for the better next episode. Me too. I'm, I'm, I'm ready for it to start to get a little bit more serious. Yeah, they need to. They I need feel to get like, rid of a lot of Yeah, women. I feel like there's been a lot of roses. Way too many each. women. They, they're, they're still like 20 a lot of women. People. But then I find, I, I've only watched four or five seasons, but I have found it's like, oh, all of a sudden there's four people up. Yes. Like that happens really quickly. They start quickly. to get rid of them. So these next couple weeks are probably pretty big. I where, think so. Where they're lack of a better term trimming the fat and then we'll get down to some yep. more stuff and, and we're getting closer to valentine's day everybody oh, just keep in mind we've got valentine's day that's coming true up. that's true i had a great valentine's day tradition when kyle would go off with his girlfriend and mom and dad would go on a date <laughs> dad's birthday was always the day before we'd have a chocolate cake i'd sit down with my pet watch a walk to remember yeah the notebook and just eat cake i'm gonna recreate that amazing. this year i think yeah. walk to remember i haven't seen love that. yourself this <laughs> valentine's day. we'll do a special uh, valentine's episode when it comes out okay. in three weeks or so but thanks for listening to us guys hope you continue to and goodbye be gracious mm-hmm.